Welcome to the prolific teaching ministry of Pastor Emmanuel Iren, lead pastor of Celebration Church International. It is his vision to partner with you for your progress and joy in the faith. Ready, set, grow. Hallelujah. Merry Christmas. Can you tell the person to your left and to your right, Merry Christmas. You can be seated. Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Are you done? Some people only spoke to one person, to your left and to your right. You look so Christmassy. Hallelujah. I bring you guys love from our lead pastor. The greatest man of God in the world. As far as I am the host of heaven and the whole of Celebration Church is concerned. Glory be to God. Pastor loves you all. How many of you spend Christmas with your family? Oh, beautiful. Glory be to God. How many of you wash plates? It doesn't matter who you are outside. When you go to your mother's house. <laughs> you know, someone said, I have one million followers on Twitter. I'm a medical doctor. My mother told me to return the meat I took from her kitchen. <laughs> like, uh, who followers? Your followers for you and your pockets. You know, in our culture, there's a strong emphasis on respecting elders, right? So many of you kneel down yesterday in your father's house, the way you have not knelt down in your life. In one service, praise the name of Jesus, there's a lot of emphasis. So there's a lot of emphasis on age in our culture. I was talking to somebody on the phone yesterday, an elderly woman. Merry Christmas, ma. No video call, no call. Merry Christmas, ma. Yes, ma. Because you want to make sure that you behave the way your parents trained you to behave. Right? So in our culture, there's a lot of emphasis on respect. You guys went for Christmas yesterday. You enjoyed yourself. You did your nails. Nobody cared. You're the one that will make pounded yam. I remember going for a family function in October. I came back home so tired. My husband said, what happened? I said, see, I was the youngest person there. So, in my house, I have someone I pay to help me. But in this place, I'm the one everybody's sending. Laju, not Pierre. Laju. October. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So, it's a good thing that we have a lot of respect in our culture. We have a lot of respect for elderly people. And then this one, some people have a lot of respect for people who may not be elderly but have money. So, they can greet a 30-year-old regular guy. Alpha. Boy, 30-year-old billionaire. Is money your mate? <laughs> but when you look at the first Christmas, if you were to um, represent it pictorially, you realize that there might be a lot of culture shock for you because we have wealthy wise men from the East. They were most likely elderly. They had a lot of money. And they are kneeling before a baby. Not even a baby that has an official crown that they are aware of, but a baby in a manger. It's one thing to kneel down in the podium where the place has been mopped, where there are rugs in some places, but imagine that you went to a manger. You know that auntie that keeps chickens? Imagine that you went to the chicken feed place and you found a wealthy man 
kneeling there before a baby. So these wise men teach us something about worship and about thanksgiving. That it doesn't matter whether this person is a baby, whether he's in a manger or whether he's in a castle. If he is God, he must be worshipped. If he is God, it doesn't matter who you are. What matters is who he is. And so as we talk about thanksgiving this morning, I'm sharing with you reasons why we must give thanks. And the wise men point us to number one, because he is God. We have prayed at different points in our life. God, if you are really God, do this thing for me. And God is like, see, I don't have identity crisis. After praying that prayer, maybe God did it, maybe he didn't do it. But guess what? You are still here bouncing in the Lord. So we must worship him because he is God. In Matthew chapter 2 from verse 1, the wise men came from the east to Jerusalem and they said, where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. When you watch the Christmas carols, the distance from the east is from this drum to this place. But in real life, from Persia, where those men most likely came from, to Jerusalem is 14,500 kilometers. It's a 10 to 12 day journey. And unlike your, your um, fairy tale stories, there were not three of them. They brought three gifts, but there were many. But they saw a star. And they recognized a king is born here. So there is an intentionality about the way they came to worship. There's an intentionality about how far they traveled. There's an intentionality about the gifts they came with. They came with gold to signify the fact that this was an earthly king. They came with mare to signify the fact that this man was going to be buried. They were not Israelites, but either by the Spirit's intervention or by research, they knew what to bring. They came with frankincense. Frankincense was a grain offering for the Israelites. These guys were men from the east. Yet they were intentional about coming to worship. They didn't just come to say, oh, we're going to see this guy and we're going to take selfies or we're going to publish it in the news or we're going to see how this will help Persia-Israel relations. They came to worship. I don't know how far you came to church this morning. I don't know how long your journey was. I know it wasn't 10 days. But how intentional are you about this morning? We're going to dance today. We're going to sing today. And so as you come to worship this morning, let the posture of your body mark the posture of your heart. The Bible says that they came to worship. The Greek word for worship refers to the way a dog licks the feet of his owner. Imagine that for a second. So David had a victory and he was dancing and his wife, you can see why that marriage did not last. Just a sign. Signs of marriages that will not last when the person does not fear God like you. And she says, don't you know you are a king? See how you are dancing to worship God? Like, don't you know who you are? She didn't realize that the purpose of worship is not about who you are, but about who God is. I'm going to say it again. The purpose of worship is not about who you are. It's about who God is. He's worthy to be worshipped. 
And so the posture of these wise men is that they bowed down to worship. Someone told pastor one time, he said, no matter how hot the worship is, if I'm wearing white, I can never kneel down or lie down. You know some people, their white is now off-white. <laughs> Yet, you can make statements like that. God's white is whiter than your white will ever be. So, we might be big boys outside, but when it's time to worship, we cast our crowns. When it's time to thank, we give everything to the one who gave himself for us. So in this wise men, we learn intentionality. We learn posture. There is a way to think. Pastor Gay had shared one time about how he gave one man, he was about to enter a bus, he had 500 on him or so. And then one man came and said, please, I'm hungry, I've not eaten. So he gave the guy the last 500 and made up his mind I was going to trek. Pastor Gay of the Ibadan Church. And so he gave the guy the money. The guy said, thank you. Just normal thank you. So he doesn't have transport. Now he's checking. Pass okay. Then he goes and he sees this guy begging another person for money. He said, what happened? He said, no, the food I eat is 3K. Ask them. He said, ask, say, ask them. Ungrateful individual. Please give me my 500 back. <laughs> there is a way to think. God has given you all things. God made you. We thank him because he is God. That's more than enough. Praise the name of Jesus. We thank him and we worship him because he is God. Glory be to Jesus. <sighs> Psalm 148. I'm going to read one. You read two and we'll read down to verse five. Please, I want you to cooperate with me. I want your voice to be louder than mine this Sunday morning. Are you ready? Verse 1 says, praise the Lord, praise the Lord from the heavens, praise him in the heights above. Verse 2. Praise him, sun and moon, praise him, all you shining stars. Verse 4. And then verse 5, I want you to pay attention this morning in dollars, because Naira, let me just say it again, some people didn't get it. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for at his command they were created. So the son of mom might say, what has God even really done for us? But the Bible says, let them praise him, for at his command they were created. So in worship and in thanksgiving, we acknowledge the role of God in creation. You might be waiting on God for stuff, but you realize that your thanksgiving and worship is deeper than stuff. He made you. So in moments like this and every day of your life, you are thanking him because he made you. He created you at the beginning in Adam's bosom. Then he recreated you again for good works. So when we come to thank, we come with the assurance and the knowledge that there is a God and we are not him. I know they've told us in this generation, you are all that matters. Just do you. As long as you are happy. No. Somebody made you. Praise the name of the Lord. And so we worship him and thank him because he is God. The second reason why we worship and thank God is because he is good. Somebody say he is good. Praise the name of Jesus. So acknowledging his presence is a good first step, but it's not enough. 
We don't just come to church and say, God, you know you can do and undo. No, I, I know you. So God, I know you. You don't really care, but let's not be as if. Like that unfaithful servant. Say, I know that you are not really a good boss. And I didn't want you to deal with me. That's why I was... No! He is a good God. Praise the name of Jesus. Have you ever been in situations where somebody gave you something and you just thank them because it's the right thing? It's out of courtesy. There are some presents. If you have ever given somebody a present and the person told you, you shouldn't have. The, the, the deeper dimension of you shouldn't have is you would have told me you wanted to buy something. There are some presents like that. You just say, thank you. You have a cold. One auntie says, take a bow. And I go, thank you, ma. Then they force you to drink it. And you still have to say thank you. Some people respect their parents just because he's my dad. Let's not be as if school fees. Love. I'm just respect. No, that's not what God wants from you. There is an invitation in God to taste and see that he's good. In other words, I know you believe it by faith that I'm good. I know you've ex em em embraced the fact that I'm God and you worship me because I'm God. But now I'm daring you taste and see. God is good. God is good to us. I know that there have been moments in your life where you doubted. There have been moments in your life where you had so many unanswered prayers. But what about the unprayed answers? There were so many beautiful testimonies here today. So many. How can they release somebody's sister after one hour of kidnapping? God is good. He's so good to us. So God wants you to taste and see and know for a fact that he's a good, good God. Praise the name of Jesus. We are not just thanking him because of who he is. We are thanking him because of what he has done for us. We are thanking him because of what he has done for us. I know that you wish that this was the year you were wearing matching pajamas. This was the year you stopped being single. I know. I know. <laughs> but guess what? God lives in you. When you lie down and sleep, he's there for you. I know you're praying, God, this promotion did not come. Can you remember when you were praying for that job? God, the visa did not come. Can you remember when you could do our fourth passport? The passport person told you, okay, even if you can't do five years, do three years. Just look at yourself. Say, even three months, I can't do. I know your spouse might act up sometimes. Can you remember when you were praying, Lord, somebody's son, somebody's daughter, God has done it. I know that somebody in your service unit annoyed you. There was a time you were praying, God, just give me godly friends. If you can think, then you can think. It's one thing to come and say, Lord, I thank you that this person was kidnapped and released. It's another thing to not be kidnapped in the first place. It's a testimony to say, God healed this person of cancer. It's a greater testimony never to have had cancer in the first place. We take too many things for granted. The pastor was sharing a story about his 100 level, a young man who used to like to fart a lot. <laughs> like any small thing. Once you just smell something, you know, this is the culprit in his five fun in 100 level. And so one day they went to chapel and there was a testimony about another young man who 
had not farted for five years. He was very uncomfortable. He could not fart. Some people are doing face like, I've never farted before. Don't let me expose you here. Couldn't fart. And so I was like, now I can fart. Praise the Lord. So they go back to their room and that guy, he didn't allow them to hear a word again. Because like, okay, so I did it. Not everybody can do it. <laughs> Praise the name of Jesus. God wants you to know that he loves you and that he's good. The same way nobody wants, to just mar- wants you to just marry them because who- of who their father is. They want you to taste and see. Even if it's an arranged marriage, the guy wants to, you know, do an elaborate proposal. Toast the babe very well. That's what God wants to do with you. So that when you see his goodness, you respond with gratitude. Our default disposition is thanksgiving because God's default disposition is goodness. I'm going to take it again. Our default disposition is thanksgiving because God's default disposition is goodness. God is always good. Somebody say God is good. All the time God is good. Hallelujah. Ephesians chapter 2 from verse 7. I'll read from the NIV first. It says, in order that, he, that in the ages to come, he might show the incomparable riches of his grace expressed in his kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. Let me read from the NLT. It says, so God can point to us in the future as examples of the incredible wealth of his grace. So God wants people to look at what he has done for you in Christ and say, this God is so good. This God is so rich in grace. Think about that for a moment. Even in the Old Testament, when God delivered the children of Israel, he did not give them any instructions until he had delivered them. He showed up, sent Moses to them. Moses performed miracle after miracle after miracle. There was darkness everywhere. There was light in Goshen. Then he took them to the Red Sea. The sea parted. It wasn't after they got out of the Red Sea that Miriam began to sing. Exodus 15 from verse 21. Sing to the Lord, for he is highly exalted. The horse and the rider he has thrown into the sea. There is something about the goodness of God that makes us respond with gratitude. That makes us burst out with singing. In this year, what has the Lord done for you? What has the Lord done for you? It's a culture we must have. If somebody asks you what your problems are, you have them at your fingertips. If they ask you what your prayer points are, you have them at your fingertips. What about your praise points? You were so conscious of that pain when you had it. But the moment it disappeared, not only did you forget, you forgot to think. Imagine those 10 lepers struggling with leprosy all their lives and in one day you are healed and you can't come back. Praise the name of Jesus. May we be more conscious of the goodness of God. More conscious than the challenges we are facing or have faced. Somebody say God is good. So this is not the time to be ungrateful. We're more forgetful than we realize. When you were going from hospital to hospital, you were conscious. How about now? How about now? Those things that you are now complaining about, can you remember when you prayed for those things? Praise the name of Jesus. What about the goodness of God to us as a church? 
I remember being so in awe when we had Reboot Camp here last year. Now people are saying, will this place take us for crossover service? I don't know. Because workers are standing. Think about the goodness of God to us as a church. That CCI Ibadan, those guys that like to scream glory and jump to the sky. They were not CCI members in January. A whole church. CCI UK that is always making content. Wanting to press. I think that those guys, the only thing they go in that UK is to make content and go to church. They can't convince me otherwise. And of experience, progress, and join the faith. But any other thing, I don't believe. They were not here in January. So this place was a miracle for us December last year. For the whole of Celebration Church in Lagos. Now, island people are having service now in a different building. Look at the goodness of God to us as a church. See what he has done this year alone. See what he has done in nine years. Thank God for preserving your pastor. Thank God for the peace that we, me and Pastor D were discussing this morning. For the past three weeks, every week in this branch, we're dedicating a baby. We're dedicating a baby today. We're having weddings almost every week. Weddings, wedding thanksgivings. These are things to thank God for. So you might look around and say, God has not done it for me. If he did it for your brother, it means he's in your neighborhood. This is a time to be conscious in thanksgiving. To be sensitive. You know, many of us are praying for God to multiply the five loaves and two fish before giving thanks. Ah, God, thank you. Oh. Jesus, before the miracle happened, gave thanks. So, somebody else might have seen and said, ah, this thing is too small. But Jesus is looking at, oh, we have something to work with. And if we have a seed and we have God, the harvest is sure. That's a mindset to have. So, it's a mindset of thanksgiving that you must have. God is always good. Even when the exact fruit you are expecting has not arrived, you can trust God to be good. God has been good to you. The things that happened to you that you thought you would never be able to go through them, you came, you came out stronger. You came out, see all the healing, see all the testimonies. Be conscious of the goodness of God. Trap them. Trap them. Let people look at the testimonies you've documented and be like, this God is, is, is a try. Praise the name of Jesus. Share your testimonies. We thank God because he is God. And we thank him because he is a good God. There is no variableness or shadow of turning in him, in the Father of light. So, no matter how you look at God, he doesn't have a dark side. You're like, ah, I thought I knew him, oh boy. It turns out, no matter how, if you, there is no, it's not change, there is no variableness or shadow of turning in the Father of lights. Somebody say, I serve a good God. And before we take time out to pray and to dance today, why else do we thank God? Because he gave us his son. So in seasons like this, people are like, happy birthday, bros, Jay. Very disrespectful bunch. Happy birthday, Jesus. But can I tell you something? It's really your birthday. Because now we remember that in seasons like this, we mark the fact that we've been adopted into the beloved. The day I was born is October 26th, but the day I was born again, that was a better day. 
So it's your birthday. The day you received your inheritance in Christ Jesus. The day you became one with your brothers and sisters and with Christ. When we talk about the fact that Jesus sent his son, think about the implications it has on you. Praise the name of Jesus. Your position in heavenly places, seated with him. So you may not have somebody's son in moments like this, but God sent his son to die for you. You may not have money to buy a yacht, but you have Christ as your anchor. Praise the name of Jesus. No data to go live, but you have eternal life. That's something to thank God for. The person who has Christ has everything. Everything. If he gave us his son, how much more will he also with him give us all things? All things. All things. I know the one in whom I've believed. What a mindset to have. He gave us his son. So nothing can separate me from the love of God in Christ Jesus. Trials may come. Persecutions may come. There may be good times. There may be bad times. But I know I always win because I'm in Christ. What a mindset to have. That despite the challenges you might face in life, the sufferings of these present times are not worthy to be compared to God or revealed in us. Jesus is coming and he's coming for you. So, You've been taught we're a miraculous church. We're not just going to say, okay, well, when Jesus comes, there will be no sickness, there will be no death, so let's wait. Now we trample on the enemy. At the end, we'll still be pressing his neck. What a joy. You always win. Because God sent his son, you always win. That's reason to give thanks. Every other religion is about what we can do to get to God. And then you come to Christianity and you realize it's about what God did to get to us. How do you, how do, how do you, how do you understand something like that? And when it's time to dance, you are quiet. When it's time to worship, you are standing in one place. You say, that's how I am. When your team scores, you just say, oh, they've scored good. See, that's my temperament. I don't rejoice. I just, I'm just cool. Is it lie? Let this God whom you love, let him have the best response from you. If he has your deepest devotion, he must command your deepest affection. Let the posture of your body, the posture of your voice, let it show the posture of your heart. Those wise men bowed down to worship. How much would we have paid if we were supposed to pay money from the bank for eternal life? How much? But the Bible says that while we are sinners, Christ, what? What? That we owed a debt we could not pay. And this guy paid a debt that he did not owe for us. It's Thanksgiving. This is not you shouldn't have. You should have told me. This is Thanksgiving. There's no other way around it. This God who is good gave us his son. As you think today, forget who you are. 
and focus on who he is. Forget what you need and focus on what he has done. Forget what you are worrying about tomorrow and focus on the one who holds tomorrow. As we sing and dance, we rejoice before him this morning. Let that be your lifestyle today and forever. Praise the name of Jesus. Thank you for listening. We are sure that you have been blessed. For inquiries, reach us on our helpline 0809-996-7000. Blessings. Blessings.